Hello, welcome to Two Piece Start. Live. Almost forgot what we were there, huh? <laughs> I am, I, it, I'm a mess. I am a mess. I have drank so many beers, smashed all the cans against my head. No, I, uh, my internet was really sucky in my place. So I actually am at my parents' house recording the podcast. I wanted to step down the ladder of uh, success in life by recording there at least go. one more podcast out of my parents' place. Parents' basement, right? <laughs> hey, your imagination. So yeah, uh, episode 91 of 2P Start Live. He's Tim. And he is Ray. And we hope you enjoy the show today. Yes. Comic talk. This week's comic was purely subtle. So what did you think of, the, of this trip, Tim? You never told me. I didn't. I thought I'd save it for the, uh, for the, the podcast. Yeah. Um, this was less of a surprise this week because you did, gi- you did give me those the link and the... Uh, Luigi panels ahead of time. Yes. And so I was very excited and, and wanted to see what people would think. Um, and, you know, those those two both turned out wonderful. I think they kind of both had a nice, unique style, both for the characters, I think, you know, with Link with his Toon Link style that you use, and uh, and just for spoofing the commercials that they uh, that that they represent. I just love having the ability to make a very flamboyant Luigi. Right. But he's be- he's like a reserved flamboyant in this, though. Because my original sketch had a much more homosexual. But this one was like... Because <laughs> it's like the old school 50s commercials of like the housewife with a vacuum, you know, modeling it off. And right. so it's like the dainty housewife, you know, but it's Luigi. And, and <laughs> he's using the vacuum. Oh, it's great. I love it. I love it. That, yeah, that is a wonderful <laughs> panel. I really got a kick out of that. I I'd a- love to, well, I did see your um, sketch from, I think you put that on Twitter. Yes, I, I tweeted it. Yeah. See, I check Twitter more than I, I check Twitter. Start. I, anytime I use Twitter in a sentence, I have to laugh at myself afterwards and be like, I can't believe I just said that out loud. <laughs> right. I mean, really. I, it's just. I mean, the, the funny thing about Twitter is, like, right now, people are like, oh, Twitter, it's hip, it's cool. But you just know, like, in just a few years, you know, it'll be like, come on, Grandpa. Twitter's right. so old. Like,. You just just listen to that name Twitter. Like How who's stupid. on MySpace anymore, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's such a dumb name. And like I've said, to, <laughs> like I've said before, you know, when the Iran election was going on and people were like up in arms about Ahmadinejad maybe rigging the election and stuff, and everyone was posting on Twitter about it. I almost I almost wanted to see Ahmadinejad overthrown by the people just so that the history books could say Ahmadinejad was overthrown by Twitter. You know, right. like, like, is there any more of a demeaning way to took down the whole regime? It was a little blue bird that it was called Twitter. I, I know how funny you find it that you, you use that phrase. You know, oh, I tweeted this or whatever. Right. But we'll know it's bad when you start going around talking to people, and the first thing you say is, "Did you get my tweet?" <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not just that's there that they're following you and they happen to see it. It's like you're pushing it on them. Yeah. Hey, honey, did you tweet the D's to me yet? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 enough about things oh, that don't brother. even matter about this world. Let's get back to our comic. Yeah, yes, the, the things substantial things about our universe. Well, um, I I will say this. Um, there was a, there was a little bit of disappointment. Uh oh. Hey and, hey, we don't want any haters around here, Tim. Yeah, and I'm not. And uh, you know, it's it's Tim, my idea. Tim, so just if... go back to go Nintendo, man. <laughs> My name is, what is it, Kirby Lull or whatever? Kirby Lull and Burgers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know what's great is they probably don't even know we talk about them. 
They have no. They have no idea I reference them by name frequently. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably, oh, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of like when you take a picture and someone's like in the background of the picture, you know, <laughs> and you're like, like this person has no idea that they right. are, are forever in the background and we're always pointing and laughing at them. They have no clue, you know. They're like stuffing their face with something ridiculous. Yeah, it, it reminds me of when I was editing this video of like a uh, a Renaissance fair and there was footage of two people that were fighting. You know, they were, they were doing, like, a mock fight. And, <laughs> right. and, like, one person did, like, like basically a very Luigi-style attack. <laughs> and it was the most uh, pathetic attack I've ever seen in my life. And he falls down. The guy's like, don't fall dead. It's okay. You know, like, like you... you like you didn't lose, you it's all right, get back up. And like I was like, you know, he was probably really embarrassed right then. But then he's like, but it's okay because it's over and no one's gonna right. remember this. But, but it's here not I over. am looking at it twenty times in a row <laughs> while I'm editing this video and laughing every time I see it. He has no and now idea. Now with the power of the internet, you can throw it up on YouTube and get a, a million hits from it. Yeah, right? now I spy on people with webcams all the time. It's great. <laughs> Again, back to the comic. <laughs> yeah. Each panel individually is is good for, you know, for its individual purpose. But just cut the cr- get down to it, Tim. Let's hear it. In an attempt to to make to, to build the comic to some sort of punchline, I made a suggestion, and you didn't take it, which is fine. We didn't really talk about it. I just emailed you the suggestion, but I was a little ups- I was a little disappointed that that you hadn't taken it. And and here's kind of why. For Samus, I would have loved to seen it be like almost like a a commercial like where Samus is getting a message like Samus can you hear me now or somebody else mentions in the comics in in the comments uh a bunch of the people behind her like in the Yeah, Verizon the Verizon people behind her I thought was a, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, so I I felt like and it's it's not really your fault. It's not your no, fault. No, no, no. It's Here's here's how I feel. I I always wanted to have Diddy Kong at the end with his yes. Nintendo hat. Because right. that would have been the clincher. That was like, oh, here's Nintendo advertising themselves. Oh, wait, they really did do that. Like, it's kind of funny. And we both, I, I agree that that, was a, that would be a good way to kind of close up the, the comic, Yeah, right? and it was troublesome because I spent so much time on that first panel the night before that then the two panels following it had to be at least that good-looking, right? Right. So then, <laughs> since I had to make those two panels so good-looking, I didn't have enough time to actually do one more with Diddy Kong in it. Um, but for me, like, the Verizon panel... Is like originally the joke was just that like there would be a Verizon logo like on the side of her face, but once I put the logo in, I'm like, you know, it would be pretty funny to think of the logo being like in the center of her vision for the entire game. <laughs> like it's just always right. there. Like it's covering what you're trying to look at all the time. And I and I and so that so that was like the multi-purpose yeah. joke. So it yeah, but I do agree. There's it is a little. It does feel a little lacking. I mean, it's, it's another one of those kind of. Um, rejected Wii channels, you know, where it's just, yes. it's just a collection. The problem is when There's you no don't words. have a big enough collection, then it just feels lost, you know? Right. Like you need, like we need to have more of those jokes. And frankly, it was hard to think of more things that were it funny. Was. I mean, it was yeah. easy to think of things, but it was not easy to think of funny things. Well, cause it's, here's the problem with the Wii, Wii channels. Like each channel is its own joke with a different spin and a different reason for its existence. With these panels, they're all. It's all the same general idea. It's all the same joke. It's right. just can we find a, a funny way to present this same joke? And so, yeah, if we had five or ten panels, they'd all be okay individually, maybe. But 
You'd be like, but yeah, I get it. But they the same now. premise of it's just in-game advertising. Yeah. Correct. So now it's official. If you give me the silent treatment after a comic, I know something's wrong. This is kind of how it's been for the last uh, month or two, right? I mean, yeah. you really haven't given me the my silent feedback. treatment. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Blame Lily, all right? It's her <laughs> fault. It's all her fault. <laughs> Lily gives you the opposite of the silent treatment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, for every great comment comes great comments, and this week's suggestion box was no different. My comments of the week is going to go to Mandalorian, who said, So, how much did they pay you guys for this comic? <laughs> Which was funny. And also, I gotta give comment of the week to Eddie Hargraves, who said, Funny joke times beautiful art plus small details equals classic two-piece start. And I was like, oh, bingo. He, like, I think he nailed it. I think that's the, the essence of Th- two-piece start. That is what we try to attain to each week, I think. And uh, it's nice when, when we kind of hit it. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's... I, we've kind of agonized the, the last few months as things get busier and busier. Like, you know, when are we going to fall apart? And when are we just going to look at a comic and kind of sigh, sigh and be like, mm-hmm. we should just not do this anymore? I, you know, I, I happen to... Uh, Give up Lily for adoption? That's <laughs> yes. the answer. I, I can't let Tubi start go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I can't... Uh, man. I, I happen to really like all our comics, by the way. I happened to see the the newspaper recently, and and I, I saw the comic pages, and I I never read the comic pages, but I glanced at a couple of them, and I, actually I kept <laughs> looking for one that just was actually funny, and we're talking about like like New York Times or something, right? I mean, these like syndicated you know comic strips. They there really aren't any funny ones. No. I mean, there are a few a hand a hand select few that were that could be funny, but. The, my typical example, and it, it is so funny to me because it's never funny, is Marmaduke. Mm. Do you ever read Marmaduke? Uh, not really, no. Okay, you really ought to read Marmaduke. <laughs> it's it's hilarious because there's no joke. Like There isn't even an attempt at joke. Right. Like, most comic strips I read, there's like this attempt at humor, and it's it's just so below what kind of yeah, humor well, we... Well, then you, know. you have the comics that aren't trying to be funny. They're just a continuous story. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, it's exactly. like like the dude's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the rope up here. You know, I'm gonna throw the rope <laughs> to the top of the building. Oh, I guess I'll have to wait till next week. I I have to wait till and tomorrow then, morning before school. This is back in middle school or whatever. And I look at the paper yes. the next morning. Does does the rope make it? You know, like, I'm just curious now. And it's like, oh no, it fell down. Okay, well he's gonna try again. All right, I'll have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like the only reason I'm looking is because this is daily and I have nothing to do before school. But look at the freaking paper while I eat my cereal well it's, it's uh. like the classic um dragon ball z thing like the first third of the show <laughs> is is previously on <laughs> and then the middle of the show is like a few minutes of the actual action right. and then the last third of the show is next time on <laughs> dragon ball z <laughs> you know the comic That's strip i hate are. the most my most hated comic strip who what? garfield what? that comic <laughs> is terrible i can't get over it like every time i look like i've only seen one funny Garfield comic where he cuts, he's like, I'll just have a little bit of cake, and he cuts a tiny sliver, and then he eats everything else. You know? I'm like, that's funny. Like, that's good. But most of the time, it's but literally... But we've seen that done a hundred times, Yeah, yeah right? but it's literally him, like, it's like sitting somewhere, just sitting being fat, and John will come by and be like, hey, did you take out the trash or, you know, whatever, and he's like, no, I'm too lazy. I'm like, really? Like, this is it? You're a fat cat. I got it. Like, every day? Really? Uh, you know, but that's the thing is, uh, 
That's what you've come, that's what you come to if you have to do a comic every day. <laughs> that's what Toopy Star would be like if we did it like five times a week, right? We, I mean, okay. How about this? Maybe this week we should do that comic. I I would be up for drawing that comic tomorrow. Do a comic like if Toopy Start was daily, and it would okay. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, let's do All it. All right, we'll do it. All right. It would be so boring and awful. This, but this might be the first time we've ever uh, had a prophecy of what we'll be doing this week for a comic on air, but uh, I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah. So it better be funny, Tim. You're the, you're the writer. But that's the thing, is it's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I can be lazy, just like the Daily Guys, right? I still... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this. Think, think about it. Oh, we can do oh, this man. right. Well, uh, what's your comment of the week, Tim? I, I have one that, that kind of is a question for you. Um, CK Cheeseboy asked, Speaking of the water drops, what are they on? <laughs> Talking about the first panel. <laughs> Initially, you would think they'd be on the camera, but none are in front of Link. So then you would think they're behind him, but, they're blurry, but the blurry background makes it seem like it's far away. Is there just a transparent screen behind Link with droplets on it, or is the background fake? Or did the cameraman simply clean only the drops that were in front of Link? Yes. It's all yes. Yeah. Uh, no, or, I mean, it's just a style the choice. Lazy. It's, it's like, I mean, it's like the commercials. They have little visual effects on the edges and stuff to kind of give it that right. grit look. I mean, that's what I... You'd want to do that cover's face with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought about putting sweat on his face, but... I kind of backed down from that. Well, we, we did make a, a little mini joke between the two of us that you used the same link from um, the Track Spirit one, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, thank you for reminding us. So, yeah. so the, the idea is that he finished the race and he's yeah. got to drink his Gatorade. Yeah, and he's all, he's all sweaty, you know, so he's drinking the Gatorade like, oh, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is is you can't see it in the... In the uh, the comic, but if you look at the vector art, you notice I still have his belt loose. You know, because <laughs> when he was running, the belt was like falling off. You know, so it's still kind of falling off of him, but it never really made it into the comic. Right. You ready to take some Skype calls? Let's do it. All right. Looks like we have Sammy on the line. Sammy, welcome to Toopy Start Live. Hi. Um. Wow, I can't believe I'm actually on the show. It's magical. You can see the fairy <laughs> dust in your room, right? I see people sleeping in the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll try not to wake them up with the sound of my high-pitched voice. So, Sammy, where are you calling from? Um, I'm on vacation in Orlando right now, so I'm calling from the hotel. Oh, oh very wow. cool. Where are you uh, normally located? In Tallahassee, Florida. And what's your home address? No, no. <laughs> All right. Do you have a question for us? Yeah, I have one question. Everyone could really tell the taste movie up, but I couldn't really figure out why. Could you just kind of clarify that, Tim? My problems with the up. So just to let you know, you're, you're breaking up a lot, Sammy. I'm going to try my best to uh, salvage everything that I can. Tim has a mental disability. <laughs> and when he, went to, when he went to go see that movie... Just, just so you know, the, the man talking right now loved Transformers 2 and G.I. Joe. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. I'll talk to you about G.I. Joe after the podcast, my friend. <laughs> My my problems with up. Uh, I'm not gonna go too far into it, but um, the 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 talking dogs were problematic for me because sometimes they start explaining, oh, the dogs can talk because of this, and then they don't bother explaining how the dogs can fly planes. So if it wanted to be silly, then you know, be silly and don't start explaining things. If you want it to be, you know, something different, then go ahead and and keep explaining things. So I just. I just kept getting caught 
like every five minutes saying that was a poor choice that you know this was a poor choice and i you know i even went back and read some of their some some ideas that they had abandoned and most of those ideas they abandoned would have made the movie better in my opinion and so I just felt like they took some some weird directions with the movie. It wasn't what I thought it would be. I was expecting kind of a grand adventure, and within you know five seconds they were they were at their destination and, and kind of had their grand adventure in this tiny sandbox. So I, I it, thoroughly enjoying past Pixar movies. It was a big disappointment to me, but uh, I know that's very offensive to Ray. So we'll leave it at that. I, I would rather be one of twenty percent of people who like GI Joe than one of 1% of people who hate it up. But, uh, Sammy, thanks for being on the show. All right. One more caller here. We have Operation T on the line. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to 2 Piece Start Live. Hey. Uh, Tom, where are you calling from? Um, from Germany. Germany. Wow. My... Jeez. My mom's from Germany, so uh, I've got—I definitely have a little German in me. So, Tom, you got a question for us? Yeah. Um, Tim, what's the worst character you've been created? Tim, did you catch that? Yeah, I think I got him. What's the worst Sonic character ever created? Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, oh man, it—it's between to me, and I know it's more recent, but to me, it's between Chip and Werehog. Um, Chip is just the epitome of of every annoying sidekick that Sonic's ever had. And uh and Werehog is just an abomination of turning Sonic into something he should never have been. So it's got to be between those two for me. I mean Black Doom's the ultimate, but Mephiles appeared in Sonic the Hedgehog 06 on the Xbox 360 PS3 game, which is probably the worst Sonic game ever made. And the problem with Mephiles was like it basically they're like, "Okay, hey, you know what? In Sonic Adventure 2, we we brought in a dark hedgehog, right? To, like, counterbalance Sonic. So you have, like, the good Sonic and the bad Sonic. Like, Shadow, he's evil. But then they took Shadow and they made him, like, kind of a good character. So now we didn't have any more, like, bad Shadow characters. Like, you know what? We'll make an even darker Shadow. And we'll, we'll call him Mephilus. You know, he'll be, like, a really sinister hedgehog. And, like, that's what it's just jumping the shark times 20. We're completely, like, we, we've abused the characters that we've already put into the game. So now we have to make up for it with more characters that really never needed to be there from the start. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, sorry for the bad connection problems this week. But uh, hey, thanks for being on the show, Tom. Yeah, I don't know what he said at the end there, but I'm pretty sure it was a uh, bye and thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'll just assume that. He may have been, like, throwing things at us, but uh, uh, but thank, thank you guys for the calls. Uh, yeah, man. Germany, I mean. Germany and uh, Orlando. Yeah, good stuff there, huh? Great. We've had, man, we've had a lot of international calls then recently. Yeah, I've been, I've been impressed. It's almost like Definitely. since they're so far away, it's like, oh, I can finally get to them where I, as I would never be able to talk to them ever. But, like, right. the people who live near us, like, ah... I don't care. They're, they live too close to us. We won't call <laughs> in. <laughs> well, let's do a little bit of Ricka Ricka a remix. Each week, I dish out a video game remix favorite of mine, who it's by, and where you can grab it. This time, it's Clamato Fever, a remix from Street Fighter 2 by AE and Prozax. Take a listen to a short sample.
like to add this one to your music collection, I've got a link up right now for those of you listening to the M4A version of the podcast. Otherwise, you can just head on back to the page you grabbed this episode of 2Piece Art Live from and download it yourself. Well, looks like it's time for people to come out of their hiding with our segments we like to call Rise from Your Grave. Rise from Your Grave. Some of you are lurking in the shadows, hiding your faces by never leaving a single comment. How dare they? So when one finds the courage to break free from the shackles of silence, we salute you. Our first grave riser is Kilburn, who said, Good episode. Also, I'm wising from my grave. Wise from your grave. (laughs) I've been reading for quite a few months now. I took the time out one day to read every <laughs> single comic and can honestly say there that very few were somewhat weak. Oh, thank you. I love how much of you guys connect... Oh, man, I gotta read uh, incomplete sentences here. No, I love how much you guys connect with your audience. Yeah, why can't I read that? Where's the of coming from? Man. There is no of. I know. There's no spoon either. <laughs> I love how much you guys connect with your audience and the insights you give us into both how you make the comics and your personal lives i downloaded pixel vision and was blown away with the quality of the music that wasn't that good (laughs) and how (laughs) just kidding Uh. and how much it screamed old school mega man it's things like that which set this apart from other web comics keep up the good work thanks for the kind words kilburn not tim and um (laughs) Yeah, actually, I, I'd like to mention I am working on a new album. Wow. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking to get that done. I uh, expect in about a year, probably. Well, our next Grave Riser goes to M. Kava, who said, I guess I'm rising from my grave. Wait, M. Kava? Does he comment a lot? Oh, that name sounds really, really familiar. I know. Well, let's let well, me check here. Hold on a second. <laughs> I gotta, you know, you can't rise from your grave if you've made like a Let's thousand Let's get down comments. to the bottom of this, Tim. If you're a premium member, I don't think you can <laughs> rise from your grave. <laughs> That's all I'm saying here. We gotta make sure, uh... Is he? I have to... All right, let me check. Okay. <laughs> Take a look. Okay, how many comments does MCOVA have on the site? Um, 38. So really? Not, not quite premium member. Unbelievable, but MCOVA. I'm not sure that qualifies Unbelievable. for grave his last comment was in April, so he's been gone for a while. I would call that not a grave riser. It's but, not a grave riser, um, but I, I would like to read it. Um, for a born again, <laughs> a bor- born again two-piece star. No, maybe. no, I, I, I'm just going to read what he says later. He says, great podcast. I find it interesting how I have been peeking into both of your lives since two-piece start started way back when. Really been a treat seeing both two-piece start grow up as well as how both of you keep moving forward in your own lives. Yeah, I like to think. As one caller mentioned, you two are great role models for being normal individuals. I don't know if anybody could call Ray normal. Uh, still can't get the image of the Sonic and Tails wedding out of my head. Uh, shudder. Who can still enjoy video games beyond their younger years? Looking forward to many years of 2P Start to come. Not a Grey Riser, but that was very nice, yes. I Thank agree. you, yes. Don't ever try to pull that again. Okay, our next Grave Riser is Lurkero who said, I've been visiting 2P Start for a long time now, so I don't know why I never registered, but Ray's pick for Musical Misfits this week made me register to show my appreciation. Gitaru Man is one of my favorite cult classic games, and I even bought, imported, the original soundtrack for it. It's that close to my heart. So there you go, Ray. You have risen the dead by use of video game music. Good, yeah, I love, I love uh, Gitaru Man. That's a, that's, that was a great game. 
And finally, our last Grave Riser goes to uh, McAuline. Uh, Hello, to be start, I am rising from my grave. Rise from your grave. I have been lurking in the shadows of the website since the Mario Kart comic, and I have heard all the podcasts. Wow. Nice comic, guys. Well, until the podcasts buy all their t-shirts and and what i i guess you guys don't have anything else hmm ray you need to get tim to get a shovel and take out some cash of his pool so you can make tim and ray toys or trophies hey brawl trophies lol sorry i kind of rambled anyways download all their podcasts and hacks yes all all two hacks uh thanks for the uh grave rising there yes nice to have you guys all on board again those of you i i still can't believe how many people we keep getting out of their graves. We're going to have to put a, thought, the time limit on this. If you don't rise from your grave in the next um, <laughs> two months, you will be buried for all of eternity. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm surprised we're still getting calls, to be quite frank. Yeah, that's true. Especially from I'm, Germany. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Seriously. Well, it's that time, Tim, for the most dreaded segment, the Black Doom Award. Yeah. <laughs> Each week, Tim and I mention a terrible choice related to uh, video games in honor of the worst character Sonic Team has ever created. Mephilus. I mean, Black Doom. All right. Well, many of you were unhappy and quite shocked that Tim had used the Black Doom Award relating to Sega and Sonic, and I did not. Well, the good news is I've got one that puts that comment to shame, and I'd absolutely love to share it with you guys. Please do. Yeah, Mike Hayes had said some very interesting comments about Sonic, um, and basically he was discussing the difficulty of trying to make a Sonic game that uh, makes all the fans happy. As we've discussed before, it's a very difficult thing to do, but I was shocked about some of the details of this conversation relating to this. Uh, Sega's core Sonic target, in fact, isn't those who grew up with Sonic, it's those who are growing up now. He says, it very much is in that under 12 group, he said, and what we have to do is make a Sonic that is of a quality that delights that audience first and foremost I'd argue that we very much achieved that with products like Sonic Heroes on PS2 and I think we did that with Mario and Sonic 1 on Wii and DS Sonic the Hedgehog 06 sells extremely well at a budget price so clearly it's a very po- it's very popular with a young audience but first and foremost is we've got to make a quality game for that audience does quality mean it's got to be a Metacritic 90%? well not necessarily it's just got to be quality that's appropriate for them <laughs> then we've got our core fans, and what we need to do is now and then produce a Sonic title that will appeal to those fans specifically. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I mean, so here's, here's, I have never had this hardcore of evidence about Sonic games until now, okay? Right now, we just had someone state, listen, all we need to do is, we don't need to make a 90% Metacritic game. We just need something that makes 12-year-olds happy. Right. 12-year-olds and under. Just make a bunch of those, and every once in a while... You know, reach back into the archive and pull out, like, a normal Sonic game for the old fans, you know. Like, come on, really? Well, he uses the word quality incorrectly, because he says, we need, does it need to be 90%? No, it just needs to be of a quality that a 12-year-old, you know, would yeah, enjoy. A quality that a 12-year-old But you're not saying likes? quality, you're just saying, we need to put enough goofy things in there that 12, that'll keep 12-year-olds or under I can literally shake my keys at a 12-year-old and keep them entertained for a second. <laughs> well, maybe I mean, not come 12, on. but they're saying under 12, right? <laughs> Right. A 12-year-old would probably, like, shoot you or something if you did something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, there's so many things wrong with what he's saying here. The, the first thing that bothered me was um, the fact that the other guy said, you know, if you sit down with a group of 8, 9, and 10-year-old boys, you know, it's a different story. Like, they enjoy it. 
I, I just love to see that uh, that test group <laughs> where they bring in a bunch of eight, nine, and ten year olds and and have them play games and say, "See, it's a hit." Yeah, yeah. Here's here's what they do. They make a game that's so crappy that they have to bring in eight year olds to play it, and they get like, "Well, the eight year olds liked it." Like, that's, I mean, that's that's their beta <laughs> test. Is they they put a month into of work into the game, and it's totally because broken. really, I mean, how it's like this idea of like, well, it tests really well with eight to twelve year olds. Well, that meant you had to make it first, right? Like, you right. can't go in and just be like, well, 8- to 10-year-olds want a crappy game, so we'll make that. No, you made the crappy game first, and they liked it, and then you stuck with it. And that's your excuse now. Get off that. So what you really need to do is get the 8- to 12-year-olds to uh, not give these high reviews for these uh, And I mean, awful... them talking about, like, oh, you know, quality doesn't just come overnight. Well, apparently not when you got this friggin' mindset going but, on. Yeah, and like, that's the problem. Doesn't is, need is to be this a 90% men- Metacritic rating? Come on. Here's my thing, okay? The, uh, like... The problem with Sonic right now is there's there's little reason to play a Sonic game specifically. Before, it used to be, dude, you gotta play Sonic, because nothing else is like it. It's just awesome, you know? And right. that's what made Sonic Sonic, was it was doing something nobody else could do as well. And now, it's doing everything... Me- like it's taking it's just doing games in a horrible way that's mediocre and no one wants to play those games and like yeah it has the name of Sonic on it but it's kind of a dumb game like like all you need to do to get everyone happy again is make a game that no one else can make right and that only Sonic can do you know I mean that's the whole trick you I just agree. need to somehow establish a new you know and, and maybe it's just taking him back to his roots you know making a fast side-scrolling game because I can't say there's many of those right now on consoles by any means true I'm just all torn up inside Tim I know it's it's awful well my Black Doom Award is going to go to sound effects in movies and TV shows when they try to emulate what a game is supposed to be like <laughs> now sound effects in general really blow me away because and I know you've noticed this as well, but I watch, like, normal shows like Heroes and, you know, normal, like, bigger budget shows, and every sound effect is awful, and it's so it's reused, like, every time. Like, they're loading a pistol, and it sounds like a shotgun, you know? I mean, stuff like that. <laughs> no, just, you have like, no idea what I go through every time I see anything. Like, I'm yeah, always thinking about this I know you notice there's, it a hundred times more a, than there's me. There's a number of sound effects that just throw, that just drive me up the wall because I hear them everywhere. One of which is, like, the creaky door opening. I, right, I can't yeah. put my finger on the like, like, yep, yep. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like someone just took the AOL Instant Messenger sound effect and threw it in there, you know? That's the but one I always love when there, I hear. There's but gotta there's be this library... One, Yes, there's like a specific old school library that's very cheap now, obviously, and people just pull right. from it because it's probably free. But the one that kills me is the Mack truck. I swear, no, every yeah. truck that comes by me, <laughs> like, really? Like, everything, everything has, every truck has that same exact sound. It kills me. But see, to me, wor- I mean, and that is bad, but worse than that are, are when the sound effects are like, <clears throat> Totally out of place. Oh yeah! I remember seeing it in Heroes recently. There was like a like a trailer door, you know, like a travel trailer, whatever. And they they like slammed the door, and it sounded like like an industrial strength door that slammed. You know, like this heavy like concrete door or something. And it's this flimsy cardboard door, and you're like, wait, what? They just picked the door sound effect, right? So I mean, that's that's what really bugs me. So with video game sound effects, uh, you know, we. Netflix this movie recently Sarah wanted to rent this movie called uh, Catch and Release and there's a little kid playing a PSP and what is it what do you think the PSP sounds like 
<laughs> it sounds like an old arcade. Yeah, it's like Pac-Man <laughs> and like Galaxian and like all these sound effects. And the kids like kind of throwing the thing around left and right, like it's all intense. And like, first of all, <laughs> if that kid really had like the old Namco collection or something like that, he wouldn't be flailing around. He'd be bored within five seconds because it's like a four-year-old, okay? And yeah. second of all, you know that's not their intention. They're trying to show like, oh, he's playing a new PSP game, and it just sounds awful. If you want to yeah, hear, there's it, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing more insulting than than having it sound not like a game and then having them play it not like you would play a game. You know, yes. you've seen them it's do that double. on TV where they're like holding the controller upside down or something. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 totally making a touchdown or something retarded. Oh yes. man. I mean, every time they show a game system, it's like bleep, bloop, 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 bloop. The the other thing that I love about like misinterpreting things in movies is like with computers, especially, you know, because oh, computers are never right. But my favorite thing to do is when you watch old movies and it's like you see the computers, you know, it's like in the 90s and they're like and then like the computers are so old looking like the interface is just <laughs> right. dreadful. But that's not actually what computers looked like at the time anyways, like even back, you know, it's, it's like movies now, like, you go see Iron Man, like, the interface for computers is just insanely awesome, right? But in some right. of those old movies, they were doing the same thing back then. Like, even though I'm looking at this movie right now, and the computer interface looks dreadful, it's like 400 million times better than what they were actually what using actually back was. then. Because they were making it look <laughs> right. cool back then. And people would watch me like, whoa, check out that computer, isn't that, like, imagine if it could do that. I always love that stuff. <laughs> no, the, well, what bother, bothers me with technology movies today is is they they take it they get lazy with it because they're like well we've advanced so far with technology that we can kind of make up anything we want and just say Mm -hmm. oh it's technology and and they're not trying to be futuristic about it they're just saying yeah this is this is doable so like movies like eagle eye and i just saw this horrible 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 movie called echelon conspiracy the whole premise of these movies are that there's a computer that can look in any camera <laughs> in the entire planet, right, right. in any country, in any you know anywhere. It's like really, we know that it's technically impossible. It's it's absolutely preposterous. And then there's that other one with Denzel Washington where they have this like spy satellite that can look into the past, but it can only look into the past once. So you have to pick <laughs> where where in the past you want to look, and if you're looking in the wrong place, you're hosed. It's like what <laughs> what what is this? And so people that like me that kind of know a thing or two about technology, it just bugs the heck out of. But kind of the general public will accept it. I, I didn't. I didn't bring the extension cable to this the time travel portal. All right. Well, I think that about does it. Let's wrap up the show with musical misfits. Some video game songs haven't always gotten the attention they deserve, so we play one in full after the show's over for those who still give a crap. Uh, this week, <laughs> Kilburn recommended Rave On from Killer7, or as I've come to know it, uh, Vinculum Hallway. So with that, that'll do it for this edition of To Be Start Live. Thanks for joining us. Uh, join us every Wednesday for a brand new comic and every Monday for a brand new podcast, just like the one you heard here, except better. Uh, with that, he's Tim. And he is editing for the next 12 hours. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
G.I. Joe. Are you going to tell me that it was awful, but it was so... That's what made it good? Here's the thing. Uh, what's the thing? When, when, I went, <laughs> when I went to go see Transformers 2, it, like, Transformers 2 is a very goofy movie, but it still presented itself like the second coming of Christ. Right. <laughs> right? It's like, look how awesome we are. But yet, we're still really dumb at the same time, you know? So my mind's always twisted over that. But with G.I. Joe, it's like they sat around, they're like, hey, you know what, guys? Look, we're not going to make a Dark Knight movie, okay? It's just not going to happen with G.I. Joe. How about we just take it easy and just have some fun with this thing? And it's like, let's, like, we're, and I, I loved it. I mean, I had so much fun. If I were to rate it as a movie, probably a three or four out of ten. But, like, <laughs> entertainment value, nine. Nine to ten. Like, I just, I, I laughed so much. It was so awesome. And, like, the special effects were kind of mediocre, right? But mm-hmm. I really liked that about it. Because it, it was like, hey, you know what? Don't look at this scene and think, well, that didn't look real. No, no, no. It's a cartoon, okay? Just, just realize, you know, okay, look, just watch it. And don't worry so much about the visual effects. Just understand this is what's happening in the scene. It was, it, it was like they just tried to make it overall campy and mediocre. Now, there's, there's some problems with this. Because you can do that kind of a movie and end up with Batman and Robin, okay? Right. Which is just a horrible, horrible, horrible movie, okay? So knowing that that movie is like a thousand times worse than this one makes me feel okay in saying G.I. Joe is a pretty, pretty freaking awesome movie. No, I, hope, um, I hope 10 years from now you don't look back and say, you know, that uh, G.I. Joe is in the same ballpark as Batman and Robin. Because that could happen. No, I, d- I totally disagree. Because, like, the, the, like, the thing with Batman and Robin is they had, like, five storylines going on, and it was just insane. It was an awful movie, but I, I remember at the time people liking it, you know? People would yeah, look but, at it like, oh, that was cool. No, no. Yeah, I, there were. I, I'm I, I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll, all I'm saying is G.I. Joe is so funny. I mean, just I just had so much fun with it. And, like, the main act, like, no one really tried acting was the thing, which was great. I mean, it just helped it out. Oh, it's like everyone knew what was going on. Like, you know what? I'm not going for an Oscar. Let's just, let's just screw with this. And so sometimes you had some legitimately, like, you just suck at acting moments. And other times you had, like, this, I'm pretty sure you're just trying to be bad right now. And it's hilarious. Like, the main lead, like, white G.I. Joe character is just so... He's like the guy off of Knight Rider TV show, you know? Right. Like, he's just lame. Like, he's just bad all around. And it just makes it hilarious. Oh, it's great. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, you know, I could only relax and enjoy a movie like that if I rented it. I, I couldn't... I couldn't pay money. Listen, next time we see, see each other, we're gonna watch it because I would love to watch that that's, with you. That's fine. I'll Netflix I, it I, and I'll, I'll watch it. That's that doesn't cost me anything, you know. Because I literally fine. went into it expecting the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And see, I was then, like, why would you go see it if that was what you were expecting? Well, you know, John wanted to go, and I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll go watch it. I'll I'll like I'm like I'll try to enjoy it. I'll just try to find some things to enjoy, and I ended up friggin' liking a lot of it. I mean. And, and one of the things my friend asked me was like, come on, but did anyone actually die in the movie? I'm like, yeah, there's some pretty friggin' gruesome deaths in that movie. I was, mm. I was surprised. I was like, hmm. this is awesome. And you know how much I love people dying. Yes, you do. Well, the, uh, uh, I think expectation does have a lot to do with your enjoyment. Yes. Not necessarily the quality of the film, but <laughs> right. it, has, it has to do with right. the enjoyment. <laughs> yes. So... But there's well, there's cool. there's definitely there's a part where someone proposes to somebody else, and I just after that scene was finished, I turned. And I'm like, I hope 
my wedding proposal is nothing like that. Like, that is the worst wedding proposal situation I've ever seen. It was so horrible. It was hilarious, I gotta say. There's like a there's like a part where it's like, oh my gosh, like we can't get across this room because like the the floor is just wired with explosives or whatever. Like if you touch any part of it, you'll explode or it's just something insane. And then like like uh one of the ninja guys like like walks across it like doing a handstand, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did that help exactly? <laughs> 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 touching every metal part of the floor except like the tiny little black balls that are every once in a while and it's like somehow doing that with his fingertips was like the working factor it was great it was just hilarious it was awesome (laughs) 